this thing on. Do it. What up, everybody? Oh, podcast time, motherfucker! Happy Ooh. Friday! It's podcast day, and guys, I don't know if any of you are still listening, but we have a second guest this morning. <laughs> so we're I'm too, just gonna we're throw too it legit this to quit. Too legit to quit. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> how are you? I'm good. Let's we're, introduce ourselves. I'm a we're, we're here with Tara Pilo. You this guys morning. get up early. Oh man, it's ten o'clock. <laughs> it is. Is this early for you? Well, no, not really. I'm up by now, but. I'm not usually doing anything doing too stuff. productive. But. Yeah, I feel like, honestly, the last two weeks, I've rolled in here slightly more put together than I actually am the first however many times we record. <laughs> I'm like the queen of like rolling out of bed and being like, yeah, you look presentable. Mm-hmm. And then I get somewhere and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Should have brushed my hair. The last, the last two episodes, we like, I cleaned and made sure i had pants on i feel like you have a, a sweet comb over for you today do i it's, it looks good it's cute did you wash your hair this morning i did yeah that's fine <laughs> and then i combed it <laughs> over this, this the over part wasn't intentional but i did <laughs> i did comb he my hair he combs it in front of his eyes and then just blows it and then just wherever <laughs> it falls that's where the hair goes i was doing day. trump impressions in the bathroom this morning <laughs> So if, if 10 is like a time where you're not doing stuff, what's a morning like for you? First, oh, like, tell, yeah. us, like, tell us about you a little bit. Sure. For, for my knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm a designer um, and animator. And actually, I went to school with Mike. So that's how we met. You went to school. Everybody I know went to school with you. Like you either <laughs> did like a long stint in school or <laughs> there was people. just a lot of people that were in school when you were in school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the design community is a pretty tight-knit community and I find that a lot of the students from like our group of years that were that went through the program together there there's at least one of them in every kind of like little aspect of Kingston there's there's somebody yeah there's somebody I know all over the place yeah I love that yeah and we all kind of branched out and specialized in different things too which is interesting so you have this is your team yeah. You kind of, this is part of your team. Yeah. I, almost every design project I work on is seen by Tara. And vice versa. Well, we, we have a Slack channel of like design friends. So we're always chatting in there. This is the second time Slack yeah. channel has been brought to my attention this morning. <laughs> Slack <laughs> really? is great. Yeah. Yeah. Did, was awesome. Corey talking about it? Yeah, he was talking about it earlier this morning at breakfast. That's right. I am still hanging out with Corey because he is just a... So much information going on in that man. I just want to plug in. I listen. I listened to the podcast again, and I was like, "Yeah, fuck. I there's there's too much. I'll come back to this." <laughs> well, that's what it's going to be today. So cool. we want to, you know, like check into your brain for a little while. What makes Tara tick? What are we going to find in makes there? <laughs> Other than coffee at ten in the morning, <laughs> I do. This is my second cup of coffee. So I have been up and doing things. See, I messaged you last night for fear that you would like I would we would get you coffee and then you would show up and just be like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> why, would I, why would I do is that? that? Is that how you usually are? Yeah, that's usually coffee. how I roll up to my is that, That's Fuck. what it was like at after, school. After two cups of coffee, I'm naked running through the streets. <laughs> really? I'm on my third. On the brink of I've a heart attack. I've had one in every stop that I've been this morning. <laughs> I'm going to go home and be and I'll be like, Mom, I don't want to go outside with you. Yeah, but I think, 
I think the weed <clears throat> kind of levels all of that off. <laughs> it's like just everything now is just in perfect harmony. Yeah. All across <laughs> the board. Yeah, you're crushing it. You just got a trial and error. I know. It yeah. is. It is. It's it is trial and error because um <laughs> sometimes I smoke the wrong weed before I come in. I smoke like the into the couch weed. And then I just, <laughs> just kind of <laughs> And then I just have moments where I'm like, "Oh, right, right." Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> there is a microphone in front of you. <laughs> Offer up something relatively Ash, Ash stop snoring. <laughs> It's true. It happens. That happens to me in yoga classes sometimes because um, I do smoke the cannabis before I take a yoga class and I find I always fall asleep in Shavasana. Is it quite relaxing? So relaxing. Yeah. I At training yesterday when you were like in the back getting something i i fell asleep on the foam roller just for like a brief you minute. can fall asleep like with your eyes open on the foam roller yeah. like your body will twitch and yeah. like i think you were sleeping um yeah no i i really enjoy cannabis and yoga it's it's fun i taught a a workshop last weekend that was a cannabis yoga workshop um that is one of my favorite things to teach and a couple of those students are coming to another one that i'm teaching this weekend and i don't even have the third one really advertised yet and i think it's already half sold out so. wow that's awesome yeah i don't yeah. know that i could do uh cannabis yoga unless it was like an online course that you could do at home you could always yeah yeah i could see from the comfort of that your own home yeah i mean i wouldn't make it to do the you... end i would fall asleep for sure but <coughs> yeah it's really I, like... I was in a balance pose when my weed gummies kicked in the other day <laughs> when i was in yoga class and i was like whoa here we go. Adding challenges, you know? <laughs> you think you got tree pose, bitch? Just, here you go. That's just Do it you this leveling way. up. I don't know. Yeah, Teaching yeah. a class? Yeah. I don't know how you stay focused enough to get through that. <laughs> I uh, it's it's fun. It's um because yoga to me is one of those things, honestly, that um there are moments where when I'm in a practice that I really need, it can be a deep emotional, uh, emotionally rooted practice that's really like <gasps> But then sometimes I just like being stoned, moving in my body, being like, think about that muscle is moving. <laughs> just like, I don't know, stepping my hands down and like waving through my spine and being like, does everyone else feel like I do right now? <laughs> but it's just like the coolest thing. I don't know. And I really enjoy it. And so uh, I enjoy yoga without the cannabis, but I really like elevated yoga. I like elevated life. <laughs> yeah, I, you're a fan. I'm a fan. Do you do either? Is that a loaded? Can I? Do you do yoga? Is that? Can I ask you that? And then, like, do you do the cannabis? Well, they have legalized yoga now. So. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, like everybody's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Who isn't doing yoga? Who isn't doing yoga? <laughs> um, to be honest, I have not tried yoga. <laughs> okay, okay, but the latter. Because it's legal now, too. Yeah, Maybe yeah. if you do cannabis, you want to do cannabis yoga with me. <laughs> that would be pretty fun, I think. Yeah. Um, but I mostly, like, would partake in something like that at home. So, like Mike says, Same. if it okay. was, like, an at-home sort okay. of thing. Um, I actually also have one of those. Oh, do you have one? Do yeah. you love it? Yeah, are you allowed to say the brand? Yeah. Okay, the, the, the Allaire pen. pen. Yeah. <laughs> this, these go in. So, the cannabis workshop that I do... There's a pen in everybody's box. So oh, there's, wow. it's like um, it's a cannabis gift set. 
it's like that a gift so set of cool. stuff. Are and you then, like partnered with the company then? It, they are. Um, I'm an affiliate of theirs now, I would say, because they've stepped away a little bit. We've partnered on a lot of things. They've been amazing. This would be my third one going into it with Alara, my sixth class with Alara, but mm-hmm. the third one where I, I give these away and everybody always loves them. Um, the gentleman I had breakfast with this morning as well was like, I just love my pen. I hit it and I meditate. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, so it's good. Um, it's something you can you can like do it anywhere. Mm-hmm. I think the design of it's really beautiful, I which know. is why I love it so much. But uh, I was actually also speaking to someone last night again about um, this little side project mm-hmm. and working it into the cannabis yoga. So stay tuned. But if you guys do want to do cannabis yoga, hit me up. And I also think now I'll have to start doing a class online because I have two people in front of me who would do it at home. That would be fun. At the very least, I would get stoned and listen to it. <laughs> Whether or not I actually stretch is, we'll see. Listen, but. it's step one. It's changing the cycle, building a new habit. <laughs> and the habit is sitting in front of the computer TV <laughs> watching me stretch. That's not creepy at all, Mike. <laughs> well, in all fairness, I would probably just be listening to it as I Drift off to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. You like a sleep playlist. Sleep. I don't know if that's any less insulting, but I just. <laughs> what I'm so trying I to get at to is sleep, okay? when, I, when I smoke dope, I sleep. Yeah. That's just it. I eat and then pass it. Yeah. I find it hard to do anything that takes too much, like, brain function. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I just have For trouble me, focusing. Like, if I'm, if I'm going to smoke weed, I have to be in the place that is going to be my sleep place. Like I'm, I'm not gonna go to a buddy's house and get stoned and then be like, "Fuck, I gotta, I got an adventure ahead of me to get home." I actually find it helpful when I work sometimes if it's like a grind, if I'm doing a lot of production work and it's not something I have to like think too critically about. Mm. It's just Um, monotonous. It helps me just get into the flow a little bit better. Yeah, I like that. Do you work from home as well? I do. Tell us all of the things about you. (laughs) Okay. Yes, we got to dig deep here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, we want to start with the shit that fucked you up when you were five. <laughs> yeah. We want to move through how that's not important anymore. My childhood trauma. Yeah. yeah. What day were you conceived? Yeah. Let's start. Let's start at the very well, beginning. Well, working backwards from my birthday. New moon when you realized. <laughs> yeah, working backwards from today. Uh, no, but tell us all yeah. about you because Mike has nothing but great things to say about oh, you. Oh, that's nice. Um, and the first. Uh, time that he spoke about you was telling me about a comic that you wanted to do. Oh yeah, the, uh, yeah, the animation of yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm busy. I haven't gotten to work on it, but I've done some character sketches. Yeah. So, <laughs> but tell us about you and like all of the really fun stuff, and not just about what you do. I think that's really important. I asked Corey mm-hmm. that again this morning uh, about his partner. I was like. You know, what does she do? And I think when we ask that question, everyone always expects to answer it with what we do for work. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted, like, I, I more want to know, like, what does she do? Like, what's her jam? Like, yeah. what's her her thing outside of work? So I cool. want to know that stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? It's always such, like, a high-pressure question. I know. Like, how do I? You answer it like this. I am awesome at life. <laughs> and then you leave the person kind of stumped. And they're like, but what do you do? And you're like, that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what do you mean I do for money? Yeah. Um, different. Two different mm-hmm. things. Two yeah. different things. Oh, that's a different I, we can't talk about it. It involves no clothes. And yeah. I just don't want to get into it. Yeah. Anymore. That's really personal, actually. <laughs> that's just a hobby. <laughs> yeah. So, like, what do you do for work? Okay. And then what do you do for being human? Cool, cool. 
So <laughs> let's start with work. Okay. So it's the easy one. Yeah, that's the easy one. So we'll dig into that. I'm a I'm a designer. I went to school for graphic design. Mm. Um, I have a background in UI design. I moved to Toronto and worked for a couple What's of years. What's UI design? A uh, user interface. So designing <laughs> applications um, like for your phone or like for okay. online like websites okay. and that kind of thing. Um, sure. Like how a user interacts with like a, a web application and that kind of thing. Okay. Um, so yeah. You. Remember, there are no stupid questions. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> well, especially when you know nothing about the industry <laughs> that, that is being discussed. <laughs> so that's what I did professionally for a couple of years, like when I had my full-time nine-to-five job. Um, I moved back to Kingston with my now husband, who also <gasps> went to school with Mike and I. Hi, <laughs> oh, You guys. Yeah. Shout out, Joe. Let's start shout out. Hey, Joe. Hope you're listening. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> how long have you been married? Um, How long? Two years? Almost two years. The I baby. feel like you should know this I more should. than I, I should. I love that you're looking at Mike. You're like, how long have I he been married? He was my wedding photographer. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like... Yeah. So, Mike, when was it? No, yeah. it was, it, I, it's almost two years. In July, it'll be two years. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Are you sure? Yes. Uh, you want to lock that in? Yeah, I'm Joe might be in. listening to this. That's my <laughs> final answer. I don't need to call a friend. <laughs> As she's texting right now. <laughs> yeah. She's like, yo, ma, when was my wedding? <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, after that, I moved back to Kingston with Joe and decided to start my own business after working remotely for that same company for about a year. I just decided, like, I needed something different. I needed a change. I wasn't learning anymore. So I was like, I'm going to go out on a limb and try this thing. And, like, I just kind of went all into it with nothing. <laughs> it was very scary. but Isn't it terrifying? It's terrifying, yeah, right? Yeah. How long have you had your business? Um, this is my third year of business. Um, yeah, just going into my third year. Is it still, it's still scary? Yeah, every day because it's a constantly evolving and changing. And mm -hmm. you're constantly – every time you overcome something, there's a new mountain to climb. So mm -hmm. it's – it is leveling yeah. up. It's like, thank you. I'll go, next one, next yeah. one, next mm -hmm. one. Yeah, and then um, sometimes I have moments where I'm like, if I gave this to someone and they tore it apart and put it back together, <laughs> would I really have figured a lot out? <laughs> what do you mean, the business? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, piece by piece. Um, that's really cool. Does your husband work mm -hmm. with you? Uh, no, he works at Queens. He's a web developer. Um, but he also took the graphic design program, so his background is in design. And then his career kind of evolved, and he does like front end. See, she says web developer. Yeah. I would describe his job title as wizard. Yeah, he does. He's he's he's, he's like the fucking Justin Timberlake of design. Like he does fucking everything, and he does it well enough that it upsets you to, <laughs> like, to like witness him work. Mike is the head of the fan club for <clears throat> Joe Filo. Oh. I'm, I'm a huge fan. I'm a big There's fan. a fan club. Yeah, I'll send you a link later. Okay. <laughs> That sounded we'll, dirty. We'll get you, <laughs> I'll we'll send get you, you a link later. Yeah, we'll get you All set right, up. All right. Stop looking at me like that. <laughs> I'm just excited to have an, another member of the group. <laughs> um, so does he help you at all with what it is that you do, or you guys keep For things sure. totally? No, he's, like, very supportive. Like, I don't think I would have got to where I am without his support. Just, like, emotional support and mm. just, like, bouncing ideas as mm -hmm. well. and. Um, same Z's. Yeah. Mm. Not only with like you mean you with him as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like when I, I when wish I have not seen Mike right now. He's sitting here with literally fucking hearts in his yeah. eyes. <laughs> well, when I have an issue, I go to Joe and I'm like, Joe, I fucked everything up, man. Like, uh help. 
Please <laughs> help me. And help he help me. I'm drowning and I don't want anyone to know that it's happening. <laughs> He's just yeah. got such a clear brain. Like, he yeah. always approaches things so methodically. So, yeah. I dig it. And he's, he's, this is another annoying thing about him. He's one of those people <laughs> where like he's a like, love <clears throat> way? yeah, it's, it it's admirable. Is. Like, you'll go to him and be like, Joe, I, I'm so fucking lost. I don't know how to do this thing. He's like, I don't know how to do this thing either. And then he spends five minutes on Google. He's like, oh, this is how it works. I'm like, fuck well, you, man. Well, did you Google it? Because like, that's yeah. the first step. We don't have for that's fucking That's what he'll days. say is, did you Google it? Yeah. <laughs> Can't figure it out. I'm in nine chat rooms. I don't know how I got there. Shit's dark. I'm in mm. the deep web right now. <laughs> 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 it's like, do, 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 do. Yeah. I mean, just, it's, it's like he has an immediate portal to all of the answers. <laughs> That's really cool. Do you find, and I asked Mike this too, because I'm um, an entrepreneur, but I'm a a single woman who really sort of has that battle every day. And it's like this um, sort of hustle to to make ends meet. And you never really Mm -hmm. know until you get to a place where you find that stability, like when, where the next thing's coming from and if it's coming and, and that type of thing. Do you find a bit of stability knowing that your partner has something that's a little bit more predictable I guess that's a for good, sure, a good yeah. word for it and that was like a big part of my decision to do it on my own was mm-hmm. like well like if I fail I like have it's not like we're I'm gonna still lose awesome. our apartment right kind of thing right um and I can like always find something else so that was really nice and that's not something everyone has when they're starting out yeah. so um definitely really grateful for that as well that's uh, that's the only reason I said cry in a corner. That's the only reason <laughs> so I've been able to, <laughs> to, do, to yeah. keep going is because Cheryl, you know, during the slow months, Cheryl is encouraging and says, you know You got this. Yeah. 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 The, I think having a support system is is huge. Critical. I think one thousand percent critical. I'm I'm starting to get that more in my life, maybe not in a monetary way, but with the people around me, even like with my dog, right? For mm-hmm. say like people in my world who are like, we got you, we got mm-hmm. this. Like go work the crazy amount of hours or the things that you need to do because I don't I don't have that like safety net or that mm-hmm. support system right now. Um, and that's great and it's how I want it to be. But I think that's also the part of me that doesn't allow me to relax like just like a little bit more. Like when you say you have days where some days you just didn't get to that thing because you didn't think about it. Maybe it's a mental health day or or Mm. whatever it is that you're taking. I feel like I can't just shut down and take a mental health day right now because Mm -hmm. that whole entire day worth of pay or what it is that I'm making or those commitments I made, I also have to make that up somewhere or I lose it and I I don't have that. So like Mm -hmm. um, I'm kind of looking to plane out sometime soon where I can be like, today is a fucking mental health day or today is like a self-care day for me because I have been working really hard to Mm. do that thing. That's the problem is if you've got a lot going on um, and you need to take a day maybe in the middle of the week, then you're going to be working the weekend to make that up. And then you're losing that time, which is arguably maybe more More harmful. More important, yeah. I take one day that I hold so hard and fast to, which is Sunday. I love to try and take Saturdays to myself too, but it – doesn't work out like I'm in a 25 25 day stretch right now where like Mm -hmm. the next day I get it was 25 days like that I truly get to myself is is that but there's there's not really like an option like there's no like pause button Mm -hmm. for me right now a little bit yeah we were part of a panel the other day and we were posed a question and the question was uh like how many hours a week do you work and my response was all of them like when you're not sleeping you're working yeah whether you're sitting at your desk and actually physically yep. doing work or not you're working like when you're in line at 
at Starbucks and you overhear somebody talking about like, oh, fuck, our photographer is shite. Like, you know, not that that's ever happened, but that's mm-hmm. the type of thing mm-hmm. that your your mind is geared towards mm-hmm. when you're <clears throat> when you own your own business. Like, that's the type of thing where I would be thinking, oh, fuck, I should give them a business yeah. card, introduce yeah. myself like as awkward as it is. Yeah. But those are the, like, those wing, are the types of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't help but eavesdrop on your conversation. <laughs> I just wanted to give you my business card. Just thought you might want this. Um, but like those are the types of things that happen. Like you'll be standing in line thinking, oh, fuck, I have to reply to that email. I need to do this. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, or I'm or replying like, to be, emails why I'm in line yeah, because, I'll be, because mm-hmm. it's the only time I have That's and I have true. to like layer up. And I know that with multitasking, I'm trying to not multi, like do one thing and move on to the next, but sometimes I have to layer things up. I'm one, I'm one person, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm constantly problem solving. Like if yeah. I'm, if I'm standing in line at Starbucks, I'm thinking about how I'm going to execute a project or how I'm going to deal with some mm-hmm. problem that's come up, or something hits you that sparks a creative in you, and you're like, oh, or you see yeah. something that's missing, or. Um, I find that like I try and really disconnect when I take Baron out. Those are the only moments where I really disconnect because what I've noticed with my creature is that when I if I pull my phone out for any reason when it's him in my time, he turns into an asshole. And he starts doing things to get my attention like an asshole. Wow. Because he knows. I love, he, I love that he's aware enough. He, to... he lets me know I'm not with him. And it, it's the same at night. Like he has moments where he'll jump into bed with me and my computer will be open and he'll literally close my computer. And and then put his head on my lap like. That's adorable. But I'm here. Like <laughs> It's adorable. But at the same time, like if that happened to me, I'd be like, listen, fuckface, go sit on the floor. I have shit to do. And sometimes I do because there's moments where sometimes I walk in the house, I look at him, I'm like, I love you, but I have an hour and a half to do 25 fucking things before I have to get back to the studio, to the next client, then there's four of them after that, and I want to just love and be with him, but I I honestly, like, every minute of the day is going towards something. Yeah, and a lot of times dogs are like small children they don't realize mm-hmm. that you have shit on the go they're like hey look at me yeah, look at me yeah. look at me he's play like with i got a fucking toy i got a toy i got a toy so yeah. when we're on our walks that's when i try and take it um but yeah i was just i was curious about that because you guys seem just like a little bit more chill than me you look a little bit more <laughs> <Really>? put together <laughs> i feel like i like if chaos had like a look that's like chaotic like that's like <laughs> really? Yes, I'm no. so I'm stoned. You seem pretty. Jolly. I don't know. See, yeah, you're stoned all the time. So I look at you and think, man, she is having a good time. <laughs> yeah. She's just always relaxed. Like her eyes are half closed all the time. <laughs> no, actually, for somebody who who smokes, you you're one of the few people that I hang out with mm-hmm. and I look at and go, yeah, she's fucking stoned out of her mind. <laughs> like I've never, I've never had a situation where we've been in a conversation. And I'd be like, I can't even with you right now. Like go get sober and then we'll chat. Cause like you're a lost cause that's never happened. Oh, thanks. You always keep it together pretty well. Thank you. I also feel like I, uh, like you guys both said, you have to be in a place where you're ready to fall asleep. I'm a productive smoker, and I do it I've because I've never understood that. I, I do it because, like, yesterday, my last client came in and she's like, dude, you're like, you're fucking up here. Like, what's going on with you today? And I'm like, yeah. I haven't had a chance to smoke weed. Like, mm-hmm. it's just my day was so busy that the idea of being able to do that, and I hit my vape a little bit, but it doesn't like bring me down the same way. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you need to go home and smoke. Yeah. I know. I've never, I've never tried that before. Like whenever I, I mean, when I used to smoke pot, it was when I was in fucking high school and I was a tween. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I've never I've never actually tried to smoke dope and do something important afterwards mm-hmm. and I'm you haven't already I, said I in your like, mind that you don't want to and that you can't, right? Well, it's not that I don't want to. It's that I, I have to do it in a in a point where it's not important. Like, I I can't get stoned and then take a client call and be like, no, yeah, and I then uh, like experiment Wait, on the not, like. Is that like on the do I mean? not do list as like an entrepreneur? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's I think it's about finding your own process. And yeah. for me, like figuring if, out what if, you're comfortable with. Yeah, if yeah. I were super stoned, like I I wouldn't. I don't know that I would be myself, mm-hmm. but at like three in the morning when I'm trying to get shit done and my mind is racing, it might be nice to mm-hmm. smoke a little bit, calm some of the other shit that I have on the go so that I can focus on mm-hmm. what I'm doing. But I, I've never, I've never experimented in that regard. And everybody's, um, I guess recipe for cannabis is different too, right? I'm just more, I'm really excited to be, I've been out of the cannabis closet for a while, but like I'm really excited to be out of it and I want other people to come out of it. Um, I just imagine you like walking out of the closet in a cloud of smoke, like fucking Snoop Dogg in a music video or something. She was definitely hotboxing that closet. Just like arms, arms wide open, like what up? <laughs> It's mainly because everyone thinks I'm gangster, but I'm like, I can't feel my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't feel my hands. Um, yeah, I don't know. I sleep well. I'm never in any pain. My anxiety is super low these days. I genuinely awesome. feel happy. Like, it's, mm. my, it's my recipe. And I think sometimes it's harder for people to understand because of with, with addiction and going through recovery and stuff for other things they think, well, isn't this a part of it? But this to me is actually, it's its a plant-based medicine and that's kind mm-hmm. of what I use and it's allowed me to just... And I think for so long, it's just been a recreational drug that yeah. it, to... Don't get me to wrong. To try and like yeah. change the mentality of the world of is going to take some time. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I use it recreationally <clears throat> as well. Sometimes I just want to get high and watch a fucking movie and, you know. Who doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't? So tell us more about the coolest project you're working on right now, Tara. Okay, sure. Um, I'm working on a, actually, it's a little stressful. I'm working on a series of videos right now that need to be done by like the end of the month. Um but I feel the, like every time we talk, the projects that you have on the go need to be done immediately. <laughs> like you yeah. don't, you don't ever have like that a, is a common theme. Yes, yeah. I think you've probably felt that too. But it's like everything needs to be done like cheaper and faster, and like it needs, we need it now. Right. And I'm like, I'm just like excited for this one because I finally kind of simmered down my schedule a little bit. I have some time to flex my design muscles and like uh-huh. try a new art style. So I'm coming, I'm working with a new art style that I'm going to be animating as well. Okay. And I'm just really excited to create something really nice and thoughtful and add it to my portfolio. Can you tell us what the videos are for? Yeah, they're for the um, the Old Age Council of Calgary. That's right. That's Acronym. Fucking, Always fucking love old people. Shout out old people. <laughs> <laughs> old people are the best. I can I can assure you, no old people are listening to this. <laughs> Probably not. Um, but it, oh, well, hashtag old people. In this one. <laughs> it's kind of um, raising awareness about um, retirement and financial struggles that some people can encounter that they are not counting on in retirement. So it's three short stories about different situations for older people. All who've... animated? Yeah. Yeah. So 
It's going to be really They're nice. They're adorable. I've seen the storyboards. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, my kids. Yeah, are like cute little old men in wheelchairs. Right? And, <laughs> oh, it's fucking adorable. That's how I picture my life later. Like me chasing my you know partner around. He's in his wheelchair and I have like my walker. Like, fuck, get back here. <laughs> <laughs> Is it motorized? Because I think you're going to lose that race. I know. I know. No, it's not. I took like, I fucked with his brakes or something. <laughs> <laughs> he can't stop. We can still get away from you. He can still get away from me, but he's going to run into something at some point and I'll catch him. I just, every time you talk, I like imagine it in a movie and I'm, I'm picturing you with like a big pipe wrench just wailing on an electric wheelchair. <laughs> when I'm 85. Yeah. I love it. Fuck. Yeah. Um, so my, my background, like I said, was in UI design. But so during that time, I... I learned a lot of After Effects because I was animating like UI on apps. So like I would create something for the developers and be like, oh, when you click this, I want this animation to happen. This is the transition. So I would create it in After Effects as like That's a video. how you started? That's kind of how I started, yeah. And that, uh, I didn't know. I thought that I thought it was a conscious decision to be like, yeah, I want to fucking animate. Well, I had always so like my background in loving animation has always been cartoons. I'm like yeah. a huge fan of cartoons. Um, Shout out cartoons. Who is it? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, and I, I love creating artwork too. So a lot of my design was very like illustration heavy. So I'd start like exploring, making it move and stuff. And then um, at my last job, they're like, oh, you can use After Effects. Why don't you try out creating some like UI animations for, for the developers? And then they can mm. see how we're picturing it. So I did a lot of that. And then my skills just kind of grew and I started focusing more there. Um, and then when I started my own business, I, I started out being like, I'm a graphic designer. I do graphic design. And then I started, people started saying like, oh, you do, you do motion too. Like, can I get this? And, and then it started niching more and more in that mm. direction. And I realized that I loved it so much. That's what I wanted to be doing. And then I just kind of rebranded and said, this is what I do now. I'm like an animator, motion designer, um, but also a, a designer. Like I create a lot of art as well. Um, and a lot of UI design, too, because that's in my background. So I'll be working on an animation and a website at the same time. Right. Um, but not so much branding or anything like that anymore. It's you. Like, yeah, which is which that's is my, my specialty. So if I'm getting... Oh, my God. We're building the coolest team. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> we need a whiteboard, our dream board. We need to start a dream board on this wall. And then you can cover it up when you do photos and stuff with okay. our dream team. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> dream team. Yeah, I think that's what we need to do. Um so what was the scariest part for you outside or how did you get a client base when you started? Like, it, how was this for, for yeah, you? Was it, this, did you, you know, were you market, marketing knocking on everyone's door? It was hard in the beginning. It was really hard because I didn't know where to start. So basically what I did was I, I built up my portfolio. Like I created personal projects. Like I didn't have a ton of client work to show because I was working for um, my last company. We did all of our work for RBC. So everything was under an NDA. I couldn't share the work that I did. It okay. was like, this is confidential kind of thing. Okay. Um, so I was doing like personal work projects. I, I'd create a fake company and do branding for it and design a website for it and just show everything that I could do. Right. And create these projects and put them up on my website so I'd have something to show people my skills. Um, and then if I saw any holes in my portfolio, like, oh, I need more like, I don't know, layout design. I would just create a project and make that um i started networking so i go to events meet people i drag mm. mike along with me networking's <laughs> huge yeah. well um, she was also in a position where um she was like 
she was the contact for RBC. And then when she left the other agency, RBC was like, wait, where the fuck's Tara? And they're like, oh, yeah, she's yeah. not here. And they were like, well, fucking get her back. Like, we're, not, <laughs> we're not fucking around we're with screwed, you guys. Man. <laughs> I, I did actually end up doing some work with them after I left mm. that company. Amazing. That's huge. That's a huge pat on the back for you, too. Yeah it, was, yeah, it was pretty huge. They reached out to me directly and they were like, hey, like, we want, can we do like a short term contract kind of thing? Because we want your your expertise on this project because they mm. like the work I did when I was with my previous company. So Amazing. that was really nice. That was some nice positive you know reinforcement i guess or um but anyway so that's kind of where i started i i did some work for rbc i networked a lot and then it was just kind of word of mouth yeah like you get a couple small projects it kind of snowballs people talk to each other and mm. all the work i get is word of mouth really um for the most part it's that's amazing yeah. which i think is so it's so fucking important I, I was in a meeting the other day and uh the guy i was meeting with was telling me that like this one guy really screwed the pooch on a project and uh screwed the pooch. <laughs> yeah. um and i i was just i was i was amazed that when he when he brought it up to this person the guy wasn't even like well you know let me see what i can do let me try and rectify the situation it was just like well fuck this is what it is like if you don't like it then you can bugger off and i was amazed that that a business owner had such a a designer well, said that? No, it was a uh, I, I don't I don't want to mention who it is just in case yeah, yeah, anybody course. listening finds it not that they will, but anyway, <laughs> I just thought it was amazing that a business owner was like, "Well, fuck." Yeah. Too bad. Take, take your take it. your business elsewhere if yeah. you don't like what I'm doing like and it it's hard to say. Not, there are two sides to every story. Of course. But like at the same time, regardless of whether you're in the wrong, you should always be wanting to rectify situations. So even if it ends poorly for both parties, like you want them to leave and be like, well, that was shitty, but at least he did everything he could yeah, to be on good terms. Solve. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's true. It's hard to, um, especially when you're building a reputation, right? Or you're trying to build a reputation or a brand or that kind of mm -hmm. thing you want to show up. But there also is boundaries um e even as a small business owner we have to kind of set those boundaries what we mm -hmm. will and won't um what we will and won't entertain because it because we we do kind of feel like we need to take everything and do everything all at once but we also mm -hmm. need to do that i think there's just a right way to do it if mm -hmm. even if you do want to say like fuck it i'm taking my business elsewhere or take your business there's just like there's a better way to do it yeah, yeah. i mean i don't have the answer to that that's why contracts are so important like i'm not mm -hmm. confrontational at all so i do the paperwork up front i'm like this is the scope this is what we're agreeing to mm -hmm. and if you want anything more than this it's out of sight of scope and i'll just point to the contract and be like hey i'm mm -hmm. not getting paid for that that's <laughs> mm -hmm. a great it's a great way to do it yeah what did we learn about contracts mike that we should have them <laughs> definitely <laughs> That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. And I don't know if my contract would hold up in court, but I well, mean, it's really just an agreement. Well, it's it's yeah. funny. I sat down with our, through this gentleman here, uh, Queen's Law yesterday, finally. So Queen's Law, for anyone in Kingston who doesn't know Queen's Law School, they will go over and do, you know, check your paperwork and do all the research and mm. put things together for you at no cost while they're going to school cool. as these little side projects. So back in October, 
I had sat down with Queens to do some stuff and, and they got back to me with some things in October and I just got some things back right now, but they're mm. carrying a full course load. Mm. And sitting down, we went over my liability waiver for the studio and he changed some wording around a little bit. Um, but ultimately at the end of the day, would it hold up in court if mm -hmm. somebody really got hurt or something happened? Probably not. I think we yeah. all know when we're signing them, it's this thing, but you point back to it and you're like, but you did say, yeah, you mm. did say this. Um, so it's, well, it's, I think it's just a matter of having, having that to look back on, like whether it's legal, it's, it's you, there. you said you yeah. would hold up to this. You didn't like, you can't refute mm. that at this point. It right? kind of gets everyone on the same page at least. Yeah. Exactly. It gives you a leg to stand on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And to not have to be confrontational. Yeah. 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 Cause I'm not, I hate it. <laughs> it makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a it. flaw in a business owner. <laughs> Do not be confrontational. Yeah. Mm, I don't think it's a flaw. No. Uh, I, I think it's I think it's a good practice. Um, but I think being a pushover is yeah. is not a like as you don't have to be confrontational to hold your own and defend mm -hmm. yourself and mm -hmm. things like that. It doesn't mm -hmm. necessarily have to be boundaries. confrontation. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's just setting those boundaries and being really Tact. clear about them. It's being tactful about everything. Yes. Yeah. That's a good word. Yeah. There you go. Nailed it. Nailed um, it. Uh, my if we had sound here. effects, that'd be a really... <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Someone says something. <laughs> Next fucking question. Fuck. All right. I'll, I'll get I'll get the sound effects board set up took for next enough. week. Yeah. It took long I enough. I can't believe you didn't have it gonna this fill, week. I'm going gonna 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 to fill it with ridiculous sound effects, though. I hope though. so. Like, like I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Just like... Those aren't ridiculous. Those are animal noises. What are we going to use them for, though? <laughs> you need to have a full scale of fart noises. Yeah, like, that's wah, one. Wah, 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 Baby's wah. crying. <laughs> Cheryl yelling at us, like stomping on the ground. <laughs> Stuff like that. Mom! <laughs> Meatloaf! Mom! <laughs> Mom! Um, so also, Mike told me that there may be a little animation... Of him and his crush on Ryan Reynolds that I'm possibly... <laughs> I, yeah. I found that story really funny, which yeah. is why I thought well, we should focus on She then. She came to me and she's like, hey, I want to do this project, but and I think you guys would be like the perfect yeah. focal point for it. I was like, yeah, go nuts. Well, I've, I've been watching like... <coughs> I don't know if you guys watch like animated versions of podcasts, but it's like a big thing on YouTube. I, really, I did not know that. I really it's, want us to be animated. It's on a thing. Podcast. Yeah. Like, well, I'm a big fan of like Game Grumps animated, which is where they like play video games and they record voiceovers on the video games. And then they'll have all these amazing animators come in and animate really funny things to the audio. <laughs> and it's just like the most entertaining thing. And I'm like, I want to practice my skills at like doing frame by frame, like sort of hand drawn animation. So I thought it would be really cool to like take you guys and make yes. you animated characters. Plus, I think we so, make bitchy animated characters. <laughs> I'm, well, she messaged me. She's like, I really want to use this clip from this episode about Ryan Reynolds. I was like, okay. And I went back and listened to it. And I was like, yeah. That would make, we listened, that would to, a really it good we listened to it together, actually, I think, too. Yeah. But also, secretly, I'm kind of hoping that this animation goes viral and it actually makes Ryan Reynolds <laughs> message me. Oh, like, friends? yo, yeah. man, we're going to be friends. Homies Let's now. do this. We're homies we'll now. tag him on like, Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're homies. We're hanging out. I will uh, be in your hometown in uh, no time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's true. I... Yeah. 
I also want to say that Mike's anime skills were like a little off when he first did our characters for the podcast. What do you mean? I nailed that shit. I was, Actually, I, I was I, really overweight. I was on the phone with Tara the was, entire time. <laughs> she was like, I was really overweight in my first face. The first face you sent me, I look like a beast on me. You're a cartoon. <laughs> I know. Mm, it was like, and then you changed it. And then you gave me a penis necklace and it made me so happy. <laughs> I don't remember that. I'll find I mean, it. I remember the penis necklace. Yeah, yeah. That was I'll a very conscious the first, decision. The first but... cartoon. I love the cartoons. They make. Yeah. I wish we had cartoons for everything. Like I want yeah. cartoons of us like back to back. Yeah. And like out playing in the snow. <laughs> like doing all the things we say this we're going to do. It's so time consuming. Yeah. I know. We can it's talk. It's a lot of time. But uh, yeah. We can I, talk. I can't give you a timeline though because I'm really busy with work right now. So. Of course. But, it's, uh, a fun, it's a fun coming in 2021. <laughs> 2021. Yeah. Talk to me in a few years. We're no yeah. longer friends. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like even a 30 second clip or less is like what? Six hours, seven hours of work, or something so ridiculous. Wow, fuck. See, <laughs> yeah. just goes to show what I know wow. about animation. Yeah, it's crazy, but, uh, yeah. crazy wow. work. Which it's makes you good. wonder, like, how much work goes into a fucking Avengers movie with, you know, CGI shit exploding oh God, everywhere. Like thousands like, just, of people work on yeah, those things. Yeah, ridiculous amounts of work goes into that. So many different animation studios. I don't think about that when I watch them. I'm like, it's all right. It's crazy. That's why, like, the, the credits list are so long. <laughs> yeah. That's like, why they break it in, in half and put, like, another little yeah. snippet. <laughs> of what that is. What I did watch uh, a couple of nights ago with the kids. Not my kids, but people. So eh, one of my girlfriends is, is 23 and her boyfriend's 21 and we watched Anaconda. And oh, like, yeah. it's with like, Ice Cube? <laughs> it's like, it's a really great, terrible movie. Um, but the, like, the way that they did the effects in that movie when they did it for what it was at the time, I think was like super crazy. But the two, these two are sitting there like born in the year this movie came out. They're like, is this supposed to be scary? <laughs> I'm like, How is this not scary? It's a big fucking snake eating people. <laughs> and it looks real. And then I'm like, <laughs> and then I'm like, have you seen have you seen arachnophobia? And they're like, no. I'm like, don't watch that one. Because <laughs> I'm trying to think of how bad they'd be. I'm like, have you seen From Dust Till Dawn? They're like, no. I'm like, watch that one. <laughs> that was like when stuff started getting more real, but it wasn't like Indiana Jones like yeah. f- fake in movies. Have you I'd... seen Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets? Never. <laughs> like never. flying saucers on, <laughs> on fishing string and shit. That was the one with the spiders, right? Oh, fuck, I don't know. I've never seen any of them. One? Really? Oh, mm. you're missing out. Oh, so Harry, I don't know. The Harry Potter? Yeah. Remember, like, all the spiders, like, when they go into, the, like, the Forbidden Forest? Yeah, I know. That was, um... <laughs> the Forbidden Forest. I think so now. I think that was the third one. No. No, because the, the third one had the hippogriff. I love that yeah, you guys are right. fighting right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> You're right. I think it was the second one. I'm a big fan of... Harry Potter. I read the books a lot yeah, when I was a kid. We're Harry Potter as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we're Harry Potter as fuck. Yeah. Gryffindor am- bitches. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm like, <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, gr- I'm a Gryffindor. But like Ravenclaw is my close second, I guess. I did like the, the online quiz. <laughs> Yeah, we are nerdy as fuck right now. <laughs> I'm just like sitting no here idea. and I'm like, tell me more. 
about all of so the, anyway, business all shit. of the things i guess like what's the question that i had been asking um well i asked you and i asked Corey. so mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur what do you f- uh, a couple of things what's been like the biggest success for you that you didn't expect okay. what's been your biggest roadblock okay so um good questions yeah those are good those i are still good. have one more don't worry yeah, you're, fucking cr- you're <laughs> crushing this don't forget it because i'm stoner faced biggest <laughs> success um well my growth has been pretty good uh so that i would call that a success i also one of the cooler projects i got to work on was recently i um i did some animations for the canada games in Ooh. Red Deer, Alberta. So they have this really adorable mascot. His name is Waskasu. And he's like this little oh, is he the elk. He, he's, okay. Yeah. He's very he's very cute. And I got to work with uh, <laughs> the girl who leads um, her own agency called Quarter Section Creative. And she is like spearheading all of the marketing for the Canada Games. And she hired me to animate Waskasu, like promoting the games. And we did like three little clips for instagram that's amazing yeah that was really cool it was really neat to be a part of that project for sure so that was kind of one of the highlights because it's a little more a little more visible um and one of my biggest roadblocks would be i think workload and just managing Mm. managing my workload and my time because is it just you it's just me so i i started out kind of saying yes to everything i wanted to grow my business and it's like you have you to take everything you take everything you, can. Yeah. you say yes to everything so i was in that mindset like just say yes say yes yes and then like you might be really busy that's okay you can work weekends you can work evenings whatever you'll make it happen and i always did um but then i got myself uh to a point at just at the end of 2018 for the last few months where i was working on a project that went over like it over twice the predicted amount of time that it was mm. going to take just from client revisions and I had taken on too much work on top of that. I had like five projects on top of this huge project that took me about 160 hours to complete wow. over like a few months sort of thing. Um, so I was doing all that, doing all the other things that come along with the business. And I was just burning out hard and I didn't know how to handle it. And I was kind of freaking out because I had overloaded myself. And mm-hmm. I, I was like, I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like, when is this going to end? You're like, where the fuck is the tunnel? Yeah. Am I in this bitch right now? How do you even know I'm in the fucking tunnel? I don't even, let alone see the fucking light, yeah. man. So I've recently come into like a huge shift in how I run my business, which is planning a lot better my workload and being a little more selective about my projects. So... I have software now that I use to like create a production schedule for each and every project. So I know what I'm doing Amazing. every day. Um, I can tell people when they come to me and they say, I need something. I can look at my schedule and be like, I'll be available in a couple of weeks. That's right. when I can start. Um, because as Mike and I were kind of just talking about, it's often people come in and they're like, oh, I needed this yesterday. Like, can you turn this around in like a week? I like need it now. And I've gotten to the point where I'm getting more comfortable saying, no mm-hmm. um this is how much time it's going your to boundary take. you're you're setting boundaries yeah exactly you're setting your work boundaries because it's it's important i don't want to lose the quality of my work um and that's really important to me so if i overload myself to the point where i'm rushing things that's not how i want to run my business mm. um and i've definitely gotten to a point now where i'm getting much better at managing and and telling people no or saying this is when I'll be available and it stresses me out because I hate to turn down work or of to course. say no to things. But it's, of course, I'm but I'm I'm doing the same thing. But uh, I'm I'm starting to be more uh, 
critical about the clients that I work with. Mm-hmm. Like if they if they approach me in 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 the first few messages, they start to show signs of red flags and like mm. yep. you know small budget but super picky. Mm-hmm. I can I can tell pretty quickly that you know if if you weren't gonna be picky and just be super happy with everything it would be worth that amount of money. But I know that I'm going to send you something. You're going to be unhappy with it. You're going to change it and change it and change it and change it and change it, which is going to prolong the, the project. And then on top of that, I'm going to be left with a a final product that isn't necessarily mine. It's just, Mm -hmm. I did the, the bones of it. And then the client had it changed a hundred times to the point that it's not something that I created anymore. So I'm, I'm trying to be more critical about the people that I work with because I want to, I want to work with people and collaborate with people that I'm on the same page with. Mm. Um, Like a perfect example of this is Craig at the Cheesecake Hut. We sat down together. He called me and I was, he's like, this is, this is what I'm looking for. And I was like, okay, well, this is what I have in mind. He's like, dude, you said the words that exactly like perfectly expressed the images that I have in my head. I was like, this is going to be good. Like you and I are going to, we're going to crush this. This I is going to be a photos, good. I love those photos, by the way. You did a great job. Oh, well, right? Yeah. And, well, I think, and, and I also think, like, we've had this conversation not only about time management, but about, you know, still taking things out of fear and the fear of not knowing where that mm-hmm. thing is coming from um, and trying to figure out where to set the boundaries and what's going on. So the best piece of advice that you would have for someone who's trying to figure out the same thing, like, where where do you start with that? You know, if, if you if you are feeling like, what would you suggest, or what would you suggest? Like, if you're like, feeling overwhelmed, yeah. And if you if okay. you're in that place where you're taking on everything, how did you start to be able to cut back on that? Where was it that mm-hmm. you started really slimming things out for yourself, or what advice do you have for someone else trying to do that? I think at that point, it's just evaluating what's causing that. I, I find a lot of people um, when they feel overwhelmed, they just you know, take the nearest solution mm-hmm. or like the panic. most most popular mm-hmm. solution or what somebody else tells them the solution is. Whereas if you took a step back and looked at it and, and realized what the core root of the problem was and mm-hmm. tackled that head on, you would be a lot better off because you might, you know, if you just jump into any old solution that comes up or any old solution that somebody else tells you is mm-hmm. the right one, then you're going to be stuck with that solution and it may not even solve the problem. It right. could it's potentially just a temporary add, patch yeah, or something add more to, what's to your plate, right? I would say try and get your processes in place before you get to that point. Like, I shouldn't have been at the point where I was. Right, so that's what it, I mean. Yeah. Like, for someone who's just starting out, that's a great like, yeah. a great piece of thing to, to mm-hmm. kind of give them, right? Yeah. Through our life research. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Think about your timelines. Um, and even if you're not overwhelmed and busy, it's just a good thing to have. If you have a production mm-hmm. schedule that you can give to a client, and say like these are the days I'm going to give you this like for me it's like storyboard you'll have you'll see the storyboard on this date I need your feedback by this date so that I can start the artwork and the artwork you'll have the first draft by this date I need your feedback by this date so we can move on to the next phase and um, it's just really helpful to have that in place the client can see that you have a clear plan Um, you have like transparency they see how the project's moving along so Mm -hmm. it's really helpful in a lot of ways um, but also just the fact that you know what you're doing day to day, you have like a clear goal in mind mm-hmm. for each day. And that also helps, especially too, when you work from <coughs> home, right? Like we mm-hmm. talked about the get up shower, 
get your ass. You, yeah. Mike leaves the house and walks back in, which is great on days that you need to do that. And, yeah. and then you know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, th- I think thankfully with me, finally, I'm out of, out of like go to the studio every day. So mm-hmm. I still don't give myself much time to get you know, prepared. Yeah. yeah. But you have, you have a separate place. Yeah. Where I get to go from your home. That is all mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. Like it, you wouldn't just go to the studio and like fucking hang out. Right. No. And I'm excited at the end of the night when I turn the lights off, even though I love the space that I've created, I'm excited mm-hmm. to leave it and go home. Well, leave it until I sit down in front of my computer and yeah. mm-hmm. work aimlessly on other things. But. but yeah, if you're, if you're in that place where you're overwhelmed and you're, struggling and you feel like you're drowning mm-hmm. just like take a really deep breath <laughs> take a breathe it's gonna be okay you're not gonna Smoke die a joint. it's Everything not a life and death situation always works out <laughs> <laughs> and i think you just need to take a step back and stop taking work for a little bit just so that you can get your head above water and then mm. start putting processes in place now like get something where you can create a gantt chart like i use clickup that's the application that i use it's really useful for planning my projects so mm-hmm. look into that it's pretty cheap um it's like a project management thing uh and yeah just try and get organized it'll mm. help you so much in the long run <laughs> yeah i dig it Dreamboard slash ransom note <laughs> workshop coming soon <laughs> And then we'll do, we should start doing that. Get a YouTube channel. We'll do like workshops, like how to do the things we told you to. <laughs> how to organize your day. Yeah. How to with Ashton and Mike. <laughs> like, see, we have places to go. You and I. We should, we should do something like drunk history. We should just get fucking wasty pants, pants and then teach people how to do like the most I would ridiculous shit. Just oh get God. like super baked and you could get wasty pants. Cause the other beautiful thing about cannabis is that there's like, no calories and no hangover with that. It doesn't ever yeah. leave you feeling. Yeah, but if I were to get stoned, I wouldn't. Like, <clears> I would sleep. I would floor. sleep while you were, like, dancing in front of the yeah, yeah, camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cutting, like, out construction paper dream board <laughs> shit. Like, building popcorn necklaces and yeah. stuff and decorating. <laughs> Adding glitter. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd wake up dressed in something you else, would. like, wearing necklaces and makeup and shit. But you'd get up and only half of you would be done <laughs> because you weren't laying on your side. <laughs> Oh, nailed it this took a dark turn i know um okay one like fun turn one more question that i have because i didn't have homework but did you see how prepared i came i came late but i came prepared yeah, i was very pumped. prepared i, I was, was like should i prepare something i, I know I no we I, wing it i was going to and then i didn't i like i like the winging it i like the winging of it that we do winging <laughs> the it. winging of it um <laughs> Shit. So, last question would be: What is the best piece of advice that you could give to uh, another entrepreneur or someone starting out? What's the What's the best thing? Didn't like, we just feel that question? N- no, that was what's the best thing that's happened to her, and like, what was her roadblock, which then brought us back to how to yeah. organize stuff. Right. But is the procedure the best piece of advice that you can give an entrepreneur? Gotcha. Like an entrepreneur just starting out, like just starting to build a business? Or? Yeah, or for someone maybe like thinking of the idea of of doing it. Like what mm. what would you say in, in any field or any um, aspect of work? Just go for it. Like be confident. We need shirts with that song and say, just go, go for, for it. it. <laughs> with like a rip off Nike swoosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like but backwards. it's like kind of upside down, <laughs> like a little crooked. 
We'll do it, but it'll all be straight lines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I, I'd say like do your research, but don't second guess yourself. You're gonna learn a lot on the way. Your business probably. The way you're picturing it now is probably not how it's going to turn out. It's going to evolve a lot along the way, and you're going to learn so many things. So just jump, motherfucker. Yeah, just jump in. <laughs> like, learn as much as you can. Try and get, like, your processes in place so that you kind of have something to lean on. But, yeah, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. I have a very different Okay. I like this because what's really, really cool (laughs) is that Mike answered this question three weeks ago, Mm -hmm. but then last week with our guest, he answered it again with a different answer. And today with you, he's going to... Well, I think there's there's so many ways to look at it. Like, there's... I, <laughs> Mike's a cautious man. I am, I, I, I am hey, a very... Yeah. I'm a very cautious man. That's a great way to put it. Um, <laughs> I, I find that there's a lot of people jumping into business without thinking. Just mm-hmm. because it's what everybody's doing, right? Like finding a job these days is getting harder and harder. So everybody's mm-hmm. just like, fuck it, I'll start a business. Yeah. Without any knowledge of business or what they're gonna okay. start a business. The thing about, is none or... of us know what the fuck we're doing. We're all figuring it out yeah. as we go. <laughs> like you're not gonna have all the knowledge you need when you no, start. No, but like it. people aren't even going as far as thinking, Am I even cut out to be a business owner? Is entrepreneurship I don't is, think it's ever been an option the way that thing. it is now. I don't think. And then if you're individuals like the two of you, maybe in a situation where with your partner, you have the ability to do it. I don't think it's ever really been like an option the way it is now for people to do that. Does every entrepreneur go out and succeed? No. And that's kind of the sad part of it. A lot of them do have to sort of roll up that mm-hmm. carpet, maybe because they weren't prepared in some way or they didn't do the research or they didn't do the thing or they just mm-hmm. thought it was for them because it's that trendy to some degree, that trendy thing right now, I feel like. Yeah. Um, but it used to be the nine to five. That was the, th- the mm-hmm. thing that you did without question. And mm. I think it's brilliant that we we do get to question it now. I think everyone should do it. Like, I yeah. Mean. And and being a business owner is not like a thing. Like you can be a, like, why is that like a mold that you need to fit? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it can be different for everybody. Well, it's. it boils down to your personality right mm-hmm. like if you fucking hate people you're not gonna be a salesperson right <laughs> yeah. like it's the same the same can <laughs> be said for entrepreneurship like if you get really stressed out about having a lot of onus on your shoulders you probably shouldn't be a business owner mm-hmm. if you're really stressed out about not being able to pay your bills and and having fluctuating income you're probably not cut out to be an entrepreneur but if you if you do it anyway and you stick with it imagine mm-hmm. how much you'll grow because I have always been kind of that person. I've always been like afraid of not being able to pay my bills, but I kind of just stuck with it even in the hard times. And then there are hard times. There are times where you're like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's one of those things. And you you do. You Mm -hmm. either sort of get uncomfortable and you persevere through what that is and you figure out other ways to, you know, get business for yourself or get involved Mm -hmm. in different community things or get yourself out there networking more. You look for those things or you you do kind of go, maybe it isn't for me. And maybe that's sort of how the ones that persevere kind of rise to the top and keep going a little bit, Mm -hmm. which is like every one of us at this table. I'm just going to say, why are you looking at me? Including me? Of course. (laughs) Hence the name of the podcast. Yeah. Imposter I identify so much with this podcast. Like, uh-huh. Imposter syndrome is huge. In right. My life. Okay, so huge. let's talk about that for a minute. I, so I actually I got uh, 
I get text messages from friends who are like huge, like entrepreneur, like successful award-winning entrepreneurs in the Kingston area. They'll like text me and be like, imposter syndrome. I fucking have that, man. Like I, <laughs> everybody, I don't have a clue. Everybody I'm, does. I'm getting these text messages like, guy, you have your shit together more than anyone that I know. <laughs> like, why do you think that that excludes them from feeling that way, though? Because I feel like it, surpri- it surprises it's just you interesting... every. It surprises you every time that someone who you hold in a high regard is like, yeah. I just find I it... feel it too. Like I wake up every day expecting to go to the studio and there to be a note on the door that says, "We found you out." <laughs> like <laughs> you don't, you took a left when you should have went right. You know, like you don't belong here. And I'll be like, "Oh, imposter syndrome is real, man." Yeah, they, they yeah. found me out. I just find it so fascinating that like the the exterior image is so subjective okay like everyone there are so many people who are the in your opinion the epitome of success Mm -hmm. and then you talk to them and they're like fuck Mm -hmm. i can't pay my bills like i i might have to let a staff member go like i don't know i i'm waiting on this invoice and i can't you know buy this other thing until i can fucking do it and you're just sitting there looking at him going you're people like me (laughs) so that should make you feel better and more like you're on the right track Mm -hmm. and that you do belong you 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 do belong here essentially right i think we all do and i don't know if that ever goes away because i want to keep trying to level up in what it is i'm doing so i don't know if that ever goes Mm -hmm. away Mm because the next level i get to i'm gonna be like oh shit see i wear fancy clothes on this level I, i never feel like uh, when I when I hear stuff like that, I never feel like I'm on the right track. I feel like I'm not taking enough risks. I I don't think you're taking <coughs> enough risks. That's just me. I feel like I'm constantly jumping from lily pad to lily pad with no idea what's happening. Mm. And because I'm believing enough in what it is that I'm doing for me, it's working out and I'm meeting the right people and the right mm. and I'm manifesting the right things into my world and things are working when something doesn't work so well it's just like oh cool that just wasn't it wasn't meant for me and I don't take the failure of the risk as a failure I'm like that that was just not that mm-hmm. piece just isn't mine and that's mm-hmm. okay um I just I can't uh I don't know it failure terrifies me but that's how we grow like, financial failure is mortifying cuz I I'm in so much debt right now as it is. If I were to fail, mm-hmm. I'm fucking, it, I couldn't even tell you what, trying, so what the fallout would be. You're already not failing. Um, yeah, but like, I would never in a million <clears throat> years, in the current financial state that I'm in, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, a bank would probably never give me money anyway, but I would never go <laughs> to a bank and try and take out a loan to try a fucking business endeavor that may or may not work. Wouldn't do it. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't, I physically could not go through my day with that kind of financial stress I think you can take smaller incremental risks and build up to larger ones. Agreed. I also feel like the amount of weight you put into the monetary part of what's happening is a block for you into being the most creative person you can be because it limits what it is that you do. Do I feel like yeah. to some degree? Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know. We're so we're so balanced that way. You and I were like you're very it, by the book. And I wake up, I'm like I don't even know where the book is. But I'm fucking, <laughs> I, I, don't, I thought I put it in 
down and I don't. Mom, go on. I'm going. I just, pants, just... pants in one hand, socks in the other. Yeah. Baron's carrying my fucking lunch bag behind me like, Mom! I gotta pee and I need you to put some food in my bowl and I'm fine until you come back. Um, so we're just really different that way because... Yeah. Because I, I feel like I won't allow myself to fail and I'll figure it out. And I don't think about the money as the part of it first. I actually think of it the opposite way of you. The, the money is the last thing that comes. And then sometimes there's months where I'm like, fuck, everything's, everything's like copacetic. And as mm-hmm. it should be by the middle of the month and there's no stress. And I still have two more weeks to like yeah. work and do things. And like what a feeling that is. And then three months later, it's a bit of a slower month. But I don't. Th- I can't think of the monetary aspect of it because mm-hmm. I think that's where people. Go. But like monetary isn't even that. That fucking terrifies me. But recently, I've actually noticed another <laughs> that like crippling uh, issue, and that's like I will not even contact clients because I'm scared that they're gonna be like, "Man, who the fuck are you? Bugger off!" You like, mean we potential don't... clients? Yeah, potential clients. I I just. I don't even want to reach Why? out to them because, like, what would I say? Are they going to think I'm a fucking asshole? Are they going to... Well, you are you know, a fucking look at, asshole. Look at, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair, but I don't want anybody else to know that, so <laughs> we'll just we'll edit cut that this part out. Cold <laughs> um, calling is hard. It's just... I it's, think... such, it's such an awkward thing, and I I think one of my biggest fears is that, like, I'll, I'll be ill-prepared for any questions and like Mm -hmm. i'll call up this company and be like hey i'd really love to work with you and they'll be like well what about this and have you thought about this and Mm -hmm. do you have this and what why why should i hire you that's a lesson for you that's experience well yeah it terrifies me like i just i'm so scared of the uh, that awkward interaction what if you tried approaching it in a different way like not i'm I'm trying to sell you my service just be like hey i'm i really like what you're doing i'd love to grab a coffee like let's talk business and just talk you know kind of on a more human level then i have a service that i'm trying to sell you i've I've done that before and the, the and there's one potential client that i keep wanting to work with but i sent them a few emails a while back and they didn't reply to any of them mm. and it's just like that eats away at me like but why it sh- what, but it shouldn't what you shouldn't intern you shouldn't internalize that yeah. you should i can't it, help it you, though but you so that's where some of your work is you mm. have to start taking i think that you have to start taking those concepts outside of your work outside of your business applying them to your life because that it doesn't just happen in your business that people's opinions and things eat away at you it's not just a business mm. thing mm-hmm. this is this is on a human level this is a human thing that's happening to you in your life so i think that you need to start addressing that that's where you have to begin mm-hmm. and only then is that going to spill over into what it is that you're doing in your business because there's a there's a lack of self-confidence that's missing um i may not always be confident in myself but i'm confident in what i'm going to do for other people because i'm mm-hmm. not going to fuck up even when i was going through like the worst part of like my addictions and things that were happening projects and things I was I was doing I just didn't want to fuck up I didn't mm-hmm. want to let anybody else down so that was a, mm-hmm. a big driving force so so it's you need to find that confidence I think to be honest with you before it happens I think, I think your work is the like, bomb so just yeah. think about that well, I appreciate that but <laughs> I, I also work in a creative field mm-hmm. and in that field everything is subjective I could design I could take the greatest fucking photo for a client mm-hmm. And they could look at it and be like, oh, well, it's really dark. I wanted it to be really light and happy. 
I mean, that's okay. something that would have been hashed out in the beginning. But they could look at my photos and be like, it's not. But why can't you take like that it. as as <clears throat> why can't you take that as an experience and and just a, a constructive criticism and understand that to it, it may not always line up that way and not internalize that so much like. Okay, and on to the next one. It's not a reflection on you, you personally. Right. It's your work. It's Yeah, it's like just that it didn't line up. It's the same way that I'm going to sit down with a client or a potential client and do a consult and something drew them to me and then they sit down with me and they do a consult or they do like a first session and we just don't jive. And mm. then when I'm like, do you want to move forward? And and they're like, no, actually, you know what? It wasn't really my thing. That's not, they just, mm -hmm. that just wasn't meant for me. It's not that I'm going to sit there and be like, what the fuck mm. did I do wrong? And I'm not mm. pretending that I don't struggle with the same thing because I do. Um, I definitely also feel mm -hmm. that. It's, I, I think it's, there's a very different dynamic for people in the creative field because there's just something about it's hard what not we to be do, married like, to your work. Exactly. Yeah. It's there's there's a lot of emotion and pride and excitement that goes into our work. So when we show that to somebody and they're mm -hmm. like, "Meh, mm -hmm. no, you really you missed the mark." It it hits. It, I mean, it hits me really hard in particular just cuz I'm sensitive and I don't want to talk about this anymore. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm no, just like, going to go to the bathroom and never come back. Yeah. It's just like, and, and especially something that I get really fucking pumped up about. I'm like, yeah, this is the yeah. shit. And then they look at it and be like, oh, yeah, yeah mm, maybe don't do that. I've, I've gotten better at it just from exposure. Like I've, yeah. I've had my work shit on a lot. So you kind of just get used to it. And you're like, well, <laughs> like, or you just, and I feel like, well, and you say it's different in the creative field than it is with me. Like your work is something you've created, but my work might be an hour I've spent with someone sharing my energy and my person and my thing with them. And when yeah. that doesn't mm. jive with them, I don't see how it couldn't be more personal. Yeah. Cause but I can't, like your yeah, but I can't take it personally. Mm -hmm. That's so I feel like it is really like it is personal and you do feel that and you've put a lot into it but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work with everybody mm -hmm. yeah that's um, fair. but the I, I think the tricky thing is um i i think you're in a position that that gets found out early on in the process mm. we don't usually get that kind of feedback until the project is done and sometimes already paid for right. so mm -hmm. you have their money and they're like man we we don't like this and you're like well Mm -hmm. I, you're I pay bills with the fucking money. Like, what are we gonna do? <laughs> I like, <laughs> found some success in mitigating that problem by keeping the client really involved through every step of the process. So yeah. I'll be like, you know, showing them samples, showing them sketches, showing them like I don't do branding like you do really. Mm. So my process for like an animation would be like we start with sourcing some styles that the client likes. So that's mm. where I start. I like do some research and then I storyboard and write a script and then we do voiceover and then i create all the artwork and approval and then we animate so it's like yeah you're really smart about shit i'm not <laughs> that's why we're here i hope you have a fucking list of what you learned today stop avoiding going yeah. back and listening to the podcast to take the information it, it's funny head. though because i was literally just thinking about this and i'm like why are you so fucking worried about this like it hasn't even really happened like i talk mm -hmm. about i talk about all these things this as if they're like a common like i always show clients like work a, and a they're like your scenario that happens in your head yeah <laughs> always in my head and nine things, times and nothing nine, happens that you think of in your head yeah like you, 99 times out of 100 i'll show a client work and they'll be like oh fuck holy shit <laughs> like yeah. that's but for whatever reason i always have that in the mm. back of my head like oh fuck they're gonna they're gonna hate it 
They're gonna think oh I'm an God. ass hat. That's I don't know how to. I don't know how to get over it. Work. I don't know how to get it's over. It's bigger it. than just your work. It's bigger than just your work, and I mean a conversation. Yeah, there's like some. I have yeah, some fucking com- issues. Yeah, and, and so like, I think that like how to get over it. Of course we do. We're all like imperfectly fucked up. Yeah. Um, I think that's. I think personally, that's where you you should start looking, not at your work, at that thing in you. But we'll like get really deep into that when I see you next Thursday. We should all just and go to therapy stoned. together. <laughs> we should all just play? go to therapy together. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love when I go to therapy and I sit down with like the person I'm seeing, and explain everything, and then I dissect everything. And they're like, "Well, I don't know why you're here." And I'm like, "Well, I'm obviously need to be here because yeah. I just roundabouted you a little bit, and I'm not okay. Yeah. <laughs> I will never be okay." See, I I find that just talking about it more is is almost therapeutic like mm-hmm. just saying some of these mm-hmm. things today i'm listening mm-hmm. i'm listening to it come out of my mouth and i'm like you're a fucking idiot <laughs> yeah <laughs> this totally. is this is not even an issue <laughs> I, not that you're an idiot but like talking about it really helps and like that happens to me all the time <laughs> i build things up in my head and then i need to talk it through i'm like okay this isn't as big of a deal as i thought it mm-hmm. was <laughs> it never is it never it is never everything is. always yeah. works out it just everything always works out it's mm-hmm. uh i really come to believe that and how it is is how it's supposed to be but i think you know it's um it's hard to not to not be in your head so much that's a lesson for all of us especially when you work at home by yourself uh, in a, in a basement field. with no windows yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's hard i kind of wish i had an office to go to like yeah me yeah. too you guys See, should switch so, houses yeah we should well, you should like go to each other's at her house and her <laughs> office is here. we've actually done that before i i'll mm-hmm. message her and be like i gotta get out of the house can i come over and work at your place for yeah, a little while which and is we've, awesome we've definitely done that before but i have a, a big pc now so i don't have like a laptop that i can move around with yeah. so that's kind of a bummer but oh. yeah, yeah. Um, but i um i've actually been thinking a lot about like co-working spaces and things yeah. like that. And I've been thinking Same. about, I've been trying, I've been working on. Uh, I love that he's pointing at me dangerously with a <laughs> Starbucks stopper. <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about, cause we, we've been talking about like manifestation and like envisioning your future and things like that. Yeah. And I've been working on trying to think ahead of tomorrow and think about what I want my end goal to be and things like that. And I keep oh, imagining my like my heart these, just like beated an extra beat. <laughs> I've been imagining like this studio and having this creative space for mm. photographers, videographers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, podcasters, designers, things like that um, in Kingston, because there's a lot of co-working spaces in Kingston, but it's all like Not offices and cubicles and yeah. like you, yeah. you come and yeah. answer emails in the space. Yeah. Rarely is it a space that you can have like huge lights and set up yeah. uh model shoot and things like Leave that your like, toy cars out on the floor exactly mm-hmm. like yeah. it's it's a it's a very yeah. like this is your section of the creative space and it's an office space there's yeah. nothing for creatives or photographers to set Shotgun up lights and a backdrop you know what I mean? <laughs> there's just a tent yeah. whose space is that Ashley's. (laughs) I'd love to go in with a bunch of creatives and just like rent a space. It'd be really, it's it's an amazing idea to do that. Look what happened when you started just like letting yourself. But this is like, this is the fear of of mine. Like I could, I think I could go to a bank and be like, this is what I want to do. And with the state of co-working spaces in Kingston, they might see that as a lucrative opportunity. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm terrified, mortified. Maybe just keep thinking of your concept. 
we'll first, do it together. Just start yeah. there. Yeah. We'll team up. That's a great thing. See? And then this happens. And maybe it isn't even that you have to go to a bank. Maybe it's that you get enough creative people together, you find a space, and that's yeah, something you're able to take space, care of. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That you're able to, you know, everybody has their first and last portion of what that is and you come up with your thing and then you you move forward with it. So mm-hmm. that may be a fear that you're thinking of that's really scaring you that may not actually ever even happen. Mm-hmm. Word. Maybe there is a better way to go about it. I'm going to ponder this more. Yeah, let's ponder. Pondering it. <laughs> we'll slack about it. I yeah. am, I have to like start to say like we need to shut, shut this bitch down because I have to take my dog to dog school. <laughs> This is my life. <laughs> Fridays we podcast and the dog goes to school. What's he learning? Uh, you know what? I love how you worded it that way. I know. What's he learning? Um, uh, taxes today. Yeah, yeah, taxes. Today's taxes. He learned how to walk backwards a couple weeks ago. Whoa. He, That's some high um, level shit. He sits in a, in a bucket now and a tire. He's I... learning how to use the teeter-totter with the other German shepherd, but... I'm sorry. Jax, is shout this out like... to Jax. Jax is a little scared. So Baron <laughs> hovers and Jax has the teeter-totter on some tires and he sits there. Is this there. like a circus training thing? Like, no, it's actually it's a facility <laughs> in Kingston. It's, a, it's an enrichment facility and they do dog daycare and they, um, they're they a really amazing business that takes, you know, these every dogs and they just like spend the day with them and teach them shit that's so cool i know and mom gets work done and doesn't have that guilty (laughs) feeling of my dog at home right i'm like you go to school and learn shit and he gets really Mm -hmm. excited he loves it yeah so uh shout out he's a good dog they're fantastic i'm teaching puppy yoga there tomorrow oh fun oh puppy yoga oh puppy yoga Okay, before we go, seven. Tara, what's yes. all your what are all your social media handles oh, so hey. that people can find yes. you? I'm on Instagram. Uh, oh, I didn't even say the name of my business. My business is <laughs> called <laughs> Morewood Design. Um, we are crushing it. this business day. <laughs> uh, I have a website, uh, Morewood-Design.com. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Morewood-Design.com. I have a Facebook, but I never update it. Just follow me on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram's the really only platform I use a lot. Why do you keep pointing? I don't know. At me? I just ah. I, I need like a I'm, I got to get like a wand or a stick or something. <laughs> point. Um, you have a shout out that never got done <gasps> oh, last week. Oh yeah. All right. I'm gonna shout out to like Vecchio's Barber Shop, and um, if you if you're listening and you go in, get M- Mr. Greg Martin to hook you up. Um, there's no discount for you at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're paying full you price. Have, In fact, he may overcharge. He may overcharge you. I'm kidding. Don't I'm kidding. Tip, that won't but happen. I, I, you know, he doesn't believe that people in Kingston may be listening to us. So <laughs> go in and let him know. Actually, that's a valid point. That, um, you, that you do. I, I looked into our statistics. Mostly it is Canada. However, we do have uh, 4% of our listeners are from the UK. Okay. What? Yeah. Um, really? Shout out to and UK listeners. I think 3% are from Ireland. <laughs> and we have we have a decent chunk from the States. That's amazing. Wow. So uh, yeah. if any of you are ever in Kingston, Ontario, head into uh, Vecchio's Barbershop and get your, get your hair did. Yeah. Or your beard up? trimmed. I listen to your podcast. 
I'm an avid listener of the Are podcast. Are you? I feel yeah, like I'm pumped. I'm so, that. I feel like really I always sound like up. such an asshole in the podcast. <laughs> no. I'm like, oh, you fucked up that one again. That's <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm actually an asshole, so. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You're an asshole in real life. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be able to listen to this episode. I'm going to be cringing. No, <laughs> it's really interesting when you listen to yourself sometimes. Yeah. Like, sometimes I'm like, we're so fucking funny. And then I'm like, why were our mics on? <laughs> you know? Um, I don't know. Maybe at the end of the year, we'll do like actually a clip it of like all of the best pieces of advice that have possibly come up. But we probably won't do that the same way we didn't do this winter fun snow photos for you guys. Yeah, that's fair. We'll just think of like a summer thing to do. <coughs> Actually, I had I had an idea. You and I should go to one of those like photo booths. Yeah. And do like this series of photos and I will just sit there with my arms crossed all angrily and you'll just be like energetic all around and happy you. and done. Yeah. I think that would be a funny series. It's done. That's um adorable. and maybe you'll come back and talk with us again. Yeah. Anytime. I like I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, this was fun. Thanks I, for I, having me, guys. Oh, our pleasure. Thanks for coming to the basement. Yeah. <laughs> and make good choices. I thought you were going to say, and cut. And <laughs> cut. And make good choices. Okay, we're Bye, out of here. Everybody. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Turn the damn thing off.